Hi everyone, welcome to week three of Battle of the Bulls. Once again, my name is Michael and I am joined here today by Whitney. I'm Whitney and I cook a lot because I like feeding my friends. And, <laughs> yeah. and I love being fed by Whitney. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so today's episode we are doing... Um, I think, honestly, I think they're very comparable. We are doing Taiwanese red beef noodle soup versus, I don't know how you say this. Uh, Vietnamese pho, and this one's pho dak biet. Yeah, pho dak biet. 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 <laughs> which is like, it's just special. It's called special. Yeah, so it's like a house special, basically. House special, yeah. yeah. I remember um, all the pho dak biets that I've tried have had like basically every cut of meat. Right? Yeah. So yeah. this is it. Yeah. Um, the Taiwanese red beef noodle is from Red Beef in Kitsilano. And the pho is from Japolo? Japolo, which is also in Kitsilano. Yeah. So, you know, the intuition behind this was that these are both two extremely world famous noodle soups. Uh, from East Asian countries, um, and that was pretty much it. You yeah. know, they both have huge cuts <laughs> of meat. Yep. Beef, which is why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that are like, why didn't you choose ramen? It's because ramen has pork, and I'm going to do a ramen versus udon episode pretty soon. Wow, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, tune in for that one. I also feel like we chose this because I was like, Wow, this is like my two worlds. Oh, yeah. Tell us a bit about your background. Okay, so ethnically, I'm Vietnamese. So at home, like pho, I usually only eat at home. Mm-hmm. I don't like eating it outside because my mom makes the best pho. Mm. And then for like Mian, the beef noodle, like I grew up in Taiwan. So like there was like a store right next to my house that I always go to. Shit. Yeah. yeah. It was so good. So like I grew up with both. Oh, And you make your own pho too, right? Okay, I tried to and it's not that great. But I heard that it took you days. Yes. Like my, (laughs) (laughs) like my mom, she's always like, like the third day is when it tastes the best. The third day is when it tastes the best. So by that, does she mean like the broth? Yeah. Cause then like the bone is like super soft. Mm -hmm. The bone marrow, you just boil it down. Right. Cause the cuts of beef and pho are super tender. Yeah. But then the, the, the cuts of beef, you take it out in the beginning. Oh, oh. So like you you only cook it for like two hours. I did not know that. Because if you leave it in there too long, it's going to be dry. Whereas I know with the red beef noodle, they're braised, right? Yeah. So they, you leave it in there for quite a bit because it's like, like a looser meat. Mm, I feel like for, I'm not sure because I've never made Neuromian, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's similar mm-hmm. that they would take it out during like the actual cooking process and then they put the meat back on when they serve it. Because, Another reason why we're comparing these two. Yeah, because they're very similar in how they're made and like culturally, mm-hmm. Chinese influence, both. Shit, facts. Yeah. All right, I am ready to try this. I'm really hungry. Me too. Um, Spotify and all other podcast sites. I'm so sorry you're about to hear a lot of slurping, <laughs> but that is just how Asian people do it when we eat noodles. Yes. <laughs> um, which one should we try first? Uh, 
I did um, wines with Chasen last week, and he suggested to always try the lighter one first. So the pho. So the pho. Yeah. yeah. And it's also overflowing. I'm down. Um, how do we want to do this? She just takes it. Yeah, let's try the broth first, hey? I know your mom said never eat takeout pho, but <laughs> this is takeout pho. Yes. Okay. I am an uneducated person in terms of Vietnamese food, and I actually really like this. <laughs> it has, like, a distinctly meat flavor, probably because it's, like, a meat broth, right? Yeah. But it's also light and not like your Western soups that are just thick as hell. Mm. And it's a little sweet, which I appreciate. Do you know why it's, like... Do you, does your mouth feel like a little tangy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because of MSG. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> like, the reason why it's so light mm-hmm. and there's so much flavor mm-hmm. is due to MSG. That's why, like, my mom, like, prevents me. Like, she's, like, she doesn't recommend me eating out. Because of MSG? Yeah, because in Taiwan, like, there was this restaurant that we would go to when my mom was, like, lazy to make pho. Yeah. And then after we eat that, like, every single one of us would have, like, a stomach ache because, like, and our mouth would throb. Because of MSG? Yeah. No. MSG doesn't do that, does it? No, but, like, I guess, like, we we became so sensitive to it because we've kept it outside of our, like, food. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly consuming a whole bowl. Of just MSG. It's like, that was, like, super overwhelming. Well, okay. And that's how we tell that <laughs> like, we have a radar in our mouth. If you just end up feeling, like, super shitty afterwards, yeah. you're like... Fuck, yep, that's yep. MSG. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, okay, I just Googled it. MSG stands for monosodium glutamate. Mm. I just know Jing in Chinese. Wei Jing. Yeah. So, like, I remember reading this fact that said MSG scientifically has not been proven to be bad for you yet. Is this true? <laughs> I mean, I guess I grew up very in a very Asian household. Oh, yeah. I mean, my so, Asian like, mom would always be like, science isn't real. Yeah. So, like, growing up, I was like, oh, MSG? That shit tastes hella bomb. Yeah. But yeah. I know it's not good for me. It's like, I mean, all the good restaurants have MSG, right? I mean, like, I feel like to an extent, every Asian cooking has a certain amount of MSG. But yeah. then, like... For example, this pho, I would say it relies mostly on the MSG versus when they like their own recipe. Like Oh, you think so? Yeah, because I mean I know for a fact that because they are like a restaurant, first of all, not even like this is as authentic as it could get in Vancouver, right? Mm, yeah. So that's not terribly authentic, but it's still pho. So like I'm assuming their broth probably doesn't take days to make yeah because and it's also expensive to make pho oh is it yeah because like you have to get like beef bone okay beef bone isn't necessarily that expensive but then like all the different parts of meat yeah i'm looking right now there's very 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 thinly sliced it came in raw yeah and the whole point is that the hot broth needs to cook it do you know the pho place like pho 90 in no California. The reason why it's called Fun 90 is because, like, the broth has to be, like, 90 degrees. Holy cow. In order for the meat to cook. Because usually yeah. you actually serve the meat, like, raw, raw. 90 Celsius? 
Isn't that super hot? Oh, isn't that the point? <laughs> well, isn't that too hot? Well, 90 Fahrenheit is like the temperature of a pool. Really? Mm. Maybe it sells out. <laughs> I just want like fun. Because we used to say fun. Didn't we? <laughs> like, oh, <yeah. laughs> then, okay, if it's in China, like Vietnamese, then maybe it's Celsius, but that's hella hot. Wait, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it needs to cook the meat, which is what we have here. Sorry, viewers, you can't actually see this, but... <laughs> It is really, really thinly sliced, pinkish, a little red in certain parts, which is honestly fine and very delicious because you can eat beef raw. Yes. Um, next we have, I don't even know what this is, but it's like a lot thicker. I'm, I feel like that's the, I don't know like what the term is for it. Like shank, I think. Shank. Okay. This looks like a shank. Shank, right? Yeah. That's like, that. that's uh, a little under the shoulder, I think. Because I'm thinking lamb shanks right now, so a cow probably has the same thing. And then beef balls, which is honestly mystery meat. It's... Right? Yeah. It's kind of like the spam. Oh, but it's fucking good. Yeah. But no, actually, no. It's like mostly pork. Mostly pork. Yeah. What? No. But it's beef ball. I mean, it's like mixed of... Oh, okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. Okay, I guess it depends which one. Because then, like, I don't know. For us, we just we, we just call this ball bean. Oh yeah, huh? Ball is pork. Hmm. I mean beef. Never mind. I'm uncultured. I'm sorry. <laughs> More cultured than me. You know how to cook this shit. All right, I'm gonna try this. Me too. So here's my question. This on its own is really really good, mm-hmm. but I can tell how. Because most people eat like a fat ass bowl, right? Mm-hmm. I can tell how after a fat ass bowl you'd be sick of this one continuous flavor. Mm-hmm. So, tell us what each of the toppings does because every pho place you go to, you'll get bean sprouts. Is it basil? It's not mint, right? It's, it's basil. basil. And then you also get some places. If it's super like white, you'll get jalapenos. Fun fact: jalapenos actually north. Oh shit! Yeah. Well, okay. like, and they put also, I, I believe they put mint as well. Yes, oh, mint. And mint. then there's also um, lime. Yeah, that's a north. That's more northern mm. style of uh, mm-hmm. so But I grew up with south. Mm-hmm. So I don't really. So how is the south one different? Well, it's like what we're eating now. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of different type of meat. And then there's the basil. And then... Um, so it's a lot more focused on the dish itself rather than flavoring with toppings. No, I would say the other way, because oh. like, because like their t- the toppings are like the different pieces of meat. Gotcha. And then okay. there's also like the basil topping, and then you'd usually like you would also put lemon and bean sprouts and sometimes jalapeno if you want to. Mm-hmm. But then, like, there's a lot more going on in the south type of pho right. compared to the northern type. Gotcha. And I don't really think I know much about the northern type of... So have southern fog, guys. <laughs> um, okay. Now, help a beginner out here. The Is it kind of a rookie move to use a shit ton of, like, sriracha and hoisin sauce and everything? Yeah. Especially when you're eating homemade pho. Mm. Like, imagine, like, spending... 10 hours making one broth and someone just puts sauce in it. 
without right. even trying the soup. Because for some foods, sauce is meant to enhance the flavor. But I'm guessing for this, putting in too much sauce is, first of all, probably an insult to the chef. Yeah. It takes away the flavor. I mean, like for day one pho yeah. and like day two, maybe, like I would usually put a little bit. Right. When my mom makes it. Mm-hmm. But in restaurants, I usually put like a little bit because... Because like, there's probably is like made the morning of. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's expected because I'm not expecting a restaurant to like prep for something five days ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then like usually like dipping the meat mm-hmm. on the side. So like what I like to do is like make a tiny pho on my spoon. So gotcha. I put the noodles in. I dip some soup. I get the meat. I dip it. And then I eat it as whole. I haven't even tried dipping yet. Okay. I'm gonna... What, what can I dip? I'll dip this. So, I recently had pho with one of my friend's parents, who is not actually, like, Vietnamese, but is Chinese and spent a lot of time, of like, a big portion of their life in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And they did the same dipping thing, which... I have never seen before because whenever I go eat pho, I absolutely nuke my bowl. Really? I nuke my bowl. I know. Crazy, right? (laughs) But that's because I'm from suburban America. Well, actually, I guess that makes sense because when I go eat pho Mm. with my friends, it's yummy. Yeah, the dipping makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's like dipping chicken nuggets versus like soaking it in sauce. It's like intensifying. Holy crap, they're spicy. Really? Okay. My car. <laughs> this is the first time we're eating spicy food on this show. So my audience, it is time for you to know, I must confess, I can't handle spice for the life of me. Do you want water? No. No, I'm going <laughs> to tough it out. I'm going to tough it out. I can do it. <laughs> okay, wait. Here, is I'll my face you... red yet? No, but I'll give you a separate dipping without sriracha. Ugh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, I did not know this. You didn't know I was a weakling? No. Didn't you do the ghost the, the pepper thingy? Yeah, try? so I have tried the mad dog hot sauce yeah. on hot ones, mm-hmm. which is what was it three seventy-five thousand Scoville? Mm-hmm. For reference, a jalapeno is only four thousand Scoville. Four thousand, nine thousand, something like I that. I don't know. I mean I did it, but I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, no. Fuck. I think I want to wash it down with a Taiwanese yeah. noodle soup. That's been sitting here for a while. We need to try this. Um, I'm going to start by giving us each a fat slab of this. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so for those of you who are tuning in right now, I am spooning out baby bok choys and what is this? It's almost an inch thick of just... I think that's shank. Shank? I'm pretty sure. A lot of things are shank today. (laughs) (laughs) Of like, it's it's very tender either way. So that's all I really care about. And I'm trying to break up this takeout noodle, but it's not really succeeding. Ah! I don't know what it's called in English or in Chinese. (laughs) I only know what it's called in Vietnamese, so this is going to be really hard to explain. Oh, when the noodles stick? No, no, no. Like, there's like that... They're called the cartilage, maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the gooey bits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, okay. 
why people don't usually eat this part, mm. right? You don't see it a lot in Western cooking. Yeah, you don't. But in Asian cooking, we love gooey bits so of just any animal, right? So like there's – okay, well, Western cooking is starting to appreciate marrow more and more. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to see that. Yeah. But um, we do marrow. We do tripe, which is like stomach lining, right? Mm-hmm. We do um, – what do we do? We do fat because braised pork dishes and stuff. We do tendon, cartilage. I love tendon and cartilage. Okay, my question is, is there any part of an animal Asian people don't eat? I want not the bone. <laughs> like the actual bone. Like I don't think anyone okay. chews it. Yo, here's the thing though. If you've ever had like Chinese Chinese food, sometimes they'll have like little fish or something. And you just eat it straight up, the bone, bone? And, bone and all. Yeah, yeah, like little sardines. Okay, there's like the tiny bones that you can eat. Yeah. Like I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah. I'm talking about like you know like a cow, a cow and like its whole rib. Oh yeah. Okay, not like big animals. I yeah. Guess. All right. So when you look at this Taiwanese beef noodle broth, it's distinctly darker than the pho. Is it fair to say that this has more seasoning or is it because of something else? I would say it's because of like the five spices and soy sauce. Right. Because Chinese people love cooking with five spice, right? Mm-hmm. What is that? That's anise, cinnamon, nutmeg. It's like cumin. I know there is cinnamon, like the anise, the star thingy. Anise. Yeah. And then the, the Sichuan. Peppercorn. Mm-hmm. Sichuan peppercorns. Huh. I forgot the other two. I'm going to try it. But then we also use that in Vietnamese cooking. Just not as hard, I guess. Like in pho, mm-hmm. um, we would toast it before. Wow. Yeah, so like we get good. like the flavor out and then we put it in like a tea bag type of thing. And then we soak in there for like two hours out of the seven hours. <laughs> well, okay. After sipping the broth... It hits, I want to say harder. It hits harder than the pho broth. Like the pho broth is sweet, light, kind of tangy. Mm -hmm. And this one is, it's not spicy, but it's spice dash E, you know? Mm. (laughs) Like it's, it's got, it's got spices. No, it's got a lot going on. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you can't really tell what flavor is going on. It's definitely savory, but that's about as specific as you can get. Yeah. Yeah. And the noodles are different. Um, so pho, for those of you who don't know, and those of you that need a refresher, are rice noodles. Are they usually hand pulled if they're homemade, or how how are they how are they made? Um, I'm not really sure because my my family and I, because we're from Taiwan, you can't really find like good rice noodles. Ironically, you can only find like really good ones either in Vietnam or in America. America. Yeah. So like, what? <laughs> I know. So it's like you know, like um, ninety nine ranch. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So like we would go there. We would stock up on the the manfa, which is like the the noodles, mm-hmm. and then we bring it back to town, and then we put it in our freezer. Man. So like, I've never really had homemade pho noodles, and I don't really think that's a common thing that Vietnamese households do. Right. Right. Yeah. Because rice is just such a delicate ingredient to work mm-hmm. with, right? Meanwhile, here you've got Taiwanese noodles, which, 
by the looks of it, are either hand cut or sliced by hand because they're not as uniform and as perfect as the pho is. Mm -hmm. You know, each individual noodle is just slightly different. And I must say, like, having cooked, or not cooked, made noodles before, it's decently easy. You just roll out a fat ball of dough and just stretch it out, right? And you just stretch it, stretch it, stretch it over and over and over again, and then you cut it, which is easy. I love when they do, like, the thing in Heidi Lao. Mm. So, Heidi Lao is a hot pot place. Yes. Mm -hmm. And... Tell us about, I think it's their defining feature. It's a very, it's one of the reasons people choose Heidi Lau, right? I've actually never been. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> okay. 10 out of 10 recommend you to go and our entire audience. I'm giving them like low-key a unrelated shout out here because they have this thing where you order, it's called hand-pulled noodles on their menu. And some guy comes out from the back room He's almost always like a 19-year-old Chinese boy. <laughs> typical, typical. In like a, what is it, a bowler hat? In a bowler hat and like a button-down shirt. Mm-hmm. And he has a ball of dough in his hands. And he will stand there and he will fling that shit around like you see people do with hula hoops at music festivals. I really want to go. Tai Lao? Mm. Or music festival? Tai <laughs> Lao? <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i mean it's really worth it it's fun to see um but yeah no that's really how easy pulling noodles is they turn it into like a sport basically Mm. i'm gonna try this beef Mm. okay you had the beef already yeah is it fair to say that this falls apart a lot easier than the beef and the pho? Yeah. Which is interesting because this is almost an inch thick, but it's the so beef thin. and the pho is so thin. So you would think that the pho beef would fall apart a lot easier than the Taiwanese beef noodle. I think it's because I don't think any of these, the beef in the pho that we're eating right now mm-hmm. is actually slow cooked. So it's like, oh, it was just boiled. I get that. Whereas this one, like, it was so, it was, like, sl- slow cooked, and then that's why it's so soft and just falls apart. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I don't know, when I made the, like, the fried rice, and I had that beef, I don't know if you remember, but that was, like, do, from I the, yeah, but yeah, it was, yeah. like, from the pho. That was so soft. Yeah. So yeah. then that was, it, it cooked for, like, two hours in the beef, in the pho broth. So then, mm. like, I don't know if restaurants, maybe it might be more expensive, because it takes more labor to do it. Yeah, I mean, I know for a fact it's a lot cheaper to slap raw meat onto, yeah. a, onto a bowl and pour mm-hmm. soup over it than, like, turn on a stove and <laughs> set, some, set some shit on fire, you know? Yep. Mm. Fuck. Okay. Honestly, I'm pretty satisfied with both. <laughs> if you had to pick... Okay, let's do some pros and cons here. If you had to pick a favorite, I know this is episode three. At this point, not in a single episode have we picked a favorite because food is food and it's just delicious. If you had to pick a favorite, which would be your favorite? Like these dishes specifically or in general? Bob versus 
Taiwanese beef noodle. Uh. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. Okay, I would say I've had way more pho in my life compared to Taiwanese beef noodle. I think I'm, a, I'm the opposite, actually. Well, yeah. <laughs> You're Chinese. Yeah. I'm Vietnamese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm big set. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I would say pho. Because you say my, pho? Yeah, my mom's pho is just so good. Okay, Whitney says pho. As for me, I like to take, get ready for pretentious Michael, all right? I take <laughs> eating as a holistic experience, meaning it's more than just the food. It's also about the presentation, the atmosphere, and anything else that you may get to complement your dish, right? On its own, I think Taiwanese beef noodle is better. Personally, because I like really, really strong, impactful taste. Mm -hmm. But holistically, I don't think anything can compare to the pho eating experience. Yeah. Because a lot of pho is kind of like a DIY thing. They give you a lot of things on the side. You get to throw in whatever you want, adjust your own taste. Mm -hmm. And then like the compliments are amazing. So you get like, like a deep fried, massive Vietnamese spring roll sometimes. It's right? so, okay. It's so weird to me that they're massive. They're, why are they huge? I don't know. Okay. Usually they're supposed to be small like this. Like, they're supposed to be like Panda Express spring rolls. Yeah. Size, right. Yeah. I don't know why they're so big here. North America. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> yeah. And then the, okay. Something that I'm just in love with Vietnamese coffee. <laughs> is that actually a Vietnamese thing or is it kind of like a North American marketing? Thing? No. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, right. It's, yeah. Okay. So Condensed for those milk. of you who haven't had it, you can make your own at home. Just take coffee. I think a lot of Vietnamese restaurants, if they make it legit, they use like a special coffee, right? Or is it or just like, it's like Nescafe? Drip. It's like drip. It's drip. Yeah. Okay. Take some drip coffee and add a Fuck ton of condensed milk. Yep. Is that it? And ice. And ice. It's delicious. It's absolutely delicious. I don't think there's anything like that in terms of Taiwanese food. I mean, I guess there's like the like the bubble Bro, tea. oh no, we're not gonna talk about the bubble tea. <laughs> no, 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 that's another episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. So yeah, that's that's me personally. I think. As an experience, pho is better. But as a noodle, I like Taiwanese beef noodles. Mm. I guess like with Taiwanese beef noodles, just eating it alone is enough. Just eating it alone is Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot thicker and yeah. richer. And both are very fulfilling, but this yeah. is very filling. Yeah. 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 But then like when you think of pho, you usually think of like the spring rolls. Yeah. That come yeah, with yeah, it. yeah. I guess my next question is, we're comparing them because they're both famous noodle soups from their area, right? Mm -hmm. But I know for a fact Taiwanese beef noodle is a winter dish. Is pho a winter dish? It seems pretty summery. I would say it's like a... It's a staple dish. So, like, we eat this shit for breakfast. Mmm. Like me with craft dinner. Yeah. So, it's like... it's <laughs> Okay. <Fuck. laughs> <laughs> oh. mm -hmm. Like... Like we like fuzz 
breakfast, lunch, dinner. Mm-hmm. We can eat it anytime. Gotcha. Anywhere. And then Taiwanese beef noodle, you don't need it for breakfast. Yeah, no. You eat like um, congee. congee. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of a winter dish. You don't really eat it during the summer. Yeah, because it's too hot. It's too hot. It's too hot. And like it's got its own like. Okay, I know earlier I said spice dash e, but it's kind of spicy. I've actually this is the mildest beef noodle. I've oh, ever so had. it's usually spicy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, f- fuck me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I've never had beef noodle this mild. Yeah, I don't know. Wild, crazy adventure. Um, did we reach a conclusion for this one? Which one do we like better? I chose beef noodle, you chose pho, so I guess we didn't really come to a decision. Um, yeah. Anything else? Mm. The different variations of the noodles, I guess. Because, like, the broth, mm-hmm. there's a chicken pho broth. Oh, yeah, there's chicken. Yeah. Seafood. Yeah, I don't, that's kind of weird to me, honestly. And then vegetarian. Yeah, there's a veg like honestly. Yeah, but for me, the most normal ones is beef and chicken. Mm-hmm. And then for the beef noodle one, there's also like the tomato based ones. I've had those. Those are good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a lot sweeter, mm-hmm. and it cuts like the grease. But it's way thicker. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So they all have, like variations. So like, honestly, like you never can get bored. You'll never get bored. I mean, like, the pho has the customization aspect. The 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 the, the Taiwanese beef noodle in itself is just a flavor explosion. So Yeah. Is that? Cool. Damn. Well, thanks, everyone. Uh, this has been Battle of the Bulls. We will see you next week. Bye! <laughs> <laughs>